you're looking at an electric arc furnace. This awesome beast is capable of temperatures of nearly 3,300 degrees Fahrenheit and is used for steel making. But that's nothing compared to this. This is the Large Hadron Collider in Europe, the largest particle accelerator in the world. In 2012, this behemoth was used to create a quark gluon plasma. No, I have no idea what a quark gluon plasma is that reached a temperature of 9.9 trillion degrees Fahrenheit, more than 500,000 times hotter than the center of our sun. Three young men named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were once threatened with being thrown into a blazing hot furnace. It may not have been 9.9 trillion degrees hot, but it was plenty hot enough to do a lot of damage. But here's the thing. The choice was theirs. The choice of whether or not to go into that fire, that was theirs to make. And who would ever choose such a horrible fate? I'm Pastor Mark Toon, and we are in a series in the book of Daniel called Subversive Leadership. Young men who had been kidnapped from their country of Judah by conquering Babylonians ended up earning the respect of King Nebuchadnezzar and being rewarded with positions of importance in his court. Despite living in a pagan culture that rejected their belief in the God Yahweh, their integrity and their faithfulness gained them roles of great influence in the kingdom. But they were about to risk all of that influence in one of the greatest acts of subversive leadership in the Bible. You see, Nebuchadnezzar erected a gold statue that was as tall as the shoulder of the Statue of Liberty. He ordered every citizen to bow down and worship or to be thrown into a blazing furnace. And that was a bridge too far for our friends. They had excelled in their training. They had served as faithful counselors to the king. They even allowed their names to be changed. But worship a giant golden idol? That was a betrayal of their God that they could not abide. And so they refused. And they were ratted out by jealous colleagues who saw this as a good way to get rid of the competition. King Neb was ticked that these men would not obey him. But he also knew how valuable they were to him. So he, he decided to give them one more chance. Just a quick bow. A perfunctory little act of worship so that everyone could see that they had complied and they would be off the hook. What do you say, boys? Bow down to my gold idol? Or it's the fiery furnace for you. That's your choice. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Their response is one of the most inspiring speeches in the Bible. Listen to what they said in the book of Daniel, chapter 3, verse 17. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. What amazing composure in the face of a dire threat. And here's what I find inspiring about this. These men assume God's power, but they do not 
presume upon God's power. They assume that God is able to save them if he chooses to do so. The text says, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. Those were words of faith. God is God. They assume that God is powerful enough to save them from this horrible fate if he wishes. But they do not presume upon God's intervention. Even though they are sure he can deliver them, they realize he might not deliver them. And then come the three words I want you to remember from this talk. But if not. But if not. In other words, if God chooses not to deliver us, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. But if not. Would you say those three words out loud right where you are? But if not. Go ahead, say them again. But if not. We ought to put those on a t-shirt, on a bumper sticker, as the screensaver on our computer. But if not. These are the words of a believer who knows God is powerful to deliver and who understands that sometimes, for reasons known only to himself, he chooses not to deliver. And still, we choose to trust him. But if not. How would our lives be changed if we could live a faith that balances between the certainty that God can deliver us from our fiery trials and the confidence that if he does not, he is still God. He still loves us. He's still trustworthy. He's still in charge. And it will be okay. Nebuchadnezzar was not accustomed to being defied. Listen to his response. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury and the expression on his face was changed. And he ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army to bind Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and their other garments, and they were thrown into the burning fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men fell bound into the burning fiery furnace. <laughs> King Nebuchadnezzar was so ticked that he ordered the furnace heated up seven times hotter than usual. It was so hot that when his burliest soldiers threw the boys into the fire, the flames jumped out and consumed the guards. Let's continue. Then Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and he rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the fire? And they answered and said to the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Well, I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace, and he declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. 
Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the fire. And the satraps, prefects, governors, and king's counselors gathered together and saw that the fire had not had any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. When we go to the beach, I love to build a big bonfire. It's perfect for talking and singing around and roasting marshmallows over. But I always wear smoke clothes because I don't like that smoky smell on my clothes. In fact, I can't even sleep if I have that smell on me. God's salvation of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was so complete that not only did they survive the flames, they didn't even have smoke clothes. The hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. It was complete, perfect salvation. God, as it turns out, did deliver them from the furnace. And the way he did it was spectacular. The king said to those that are around him, didn't we throw three men into the fire? So why do I see four guys in there, unbound, walking around, unhurt, and that fourth guy, he looks like a god. Bible scholars differ on who this fourth person was. Some say it was an angel, or perhaps this is what we call a Christophany. That's a fancy word that means an appearance of Jesus before he came to earth as a baby in Bethlehem. That's what I think. I think this was the Son of God right there in the middle of it all, walking around inside a fiery furnace with those men who trusted God enough to say, but if not, we still will not bow down to your idol. And if it was Jesus in the story, it gives us a glimpse of an event in his own life. 500 years later, on the night of his betrayal, Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane and he knelt down and he poured out an anguished prayer to his father. Jesus knew the torture that awaited him on the cross. He knew that God could deliver him from that fate, and he asked his father to do so. Please, Jesus said, please let this cup pass me by. Don't make me drink this bitter brew. But then notice the very next words. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. You know another way that we might translate nevertheless? But if not. This was Jesus, but if not moment. Father, I know you can deliver me. I hope you will deliver me. But if not, I will love you and trust you and have faith that you will be with me no matter what. So did God deliver his son that night? No, he did not. Jesus died the next day on a cross. But on the third day after his crucifixion, God raised Jesus from death to life. And when he did that, our God declared that whatever trial we encounter on this earth, we can trust that he will either deliver us from it or through it. Whatever we face, he will be right there in the midst of it. The other one in our fire. We, the spiritual children of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the disciples of the risen Christ, need now more than ever to be reminded and to live into these three great words of faith. But 
if not. We live in a season of idolatry. People who are not willing to bow down to certain ideologies are being threatened and attacked and canceled. We live in a season of fear. People fear that our political structure is crumbling. People fear that we are burying ourselves in a mountain of death. People fear persons of a different color. People fear COVID. Cindy and I were walking in the desert last week and when people approached us on the trail, they pulled up their mask and turned their bodies away from us until we passed. We, we felt like lepers. So how is it that we might respond to these fearful challenges in an idolatrous culture? I think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego teach us how. First, we assume God's power. We assume God's power and we ask Him to deliver. We ask Him to save us from that which we fear. And sometimes He does. One of our members was recently diagnosed with stage 4 prostate cancer. And following surgery, the pathology report was not good. But Ron and his life group began to pray for God's deliverance and healing. And seven weeks later, his doctor was astounded to report a PSA of 0.02, which meant that the cancer that was going to kill him was now undetectable. And that's miraculous. Sometimes God answers our prayers for deliverance. And sometimes he does not. On Christmas Eve, 20-year-old Joe Dionis died of burns that he received in a terrible accident at his home. And despite our prayers, this young man lost his life. There are no easy answers to tragedies like this. It is painful and raw and inexplicable. And right now we are walking with this family through a very dark time. And yet they would tell you that they have seen God at work in the midst of this fiery trial. Hundreds of young people sat in our sanctuary and, and listened to the gospel at his service. The, the service has been shared with thousands around the world. People who were previously disinterested in spiritual things are suddenly seeking Christian counsel. And his mom and dad, John and Melinda, are looking for ways to transform this tragedy into a life-giving legacy. Would they rather have their son? Yes. But if not, though that prayer was not answered as they wished, they have chosen to believe in the goodness and faithfulness of God and to lean into his church and to believe that out of the ashes of tragedy, he will draw more people to himself as he has drawn Joe to himself. So what is the furnace in your life at this moment? What is the burning issue that threatens your peace? I have one. In fact, this morning I, I told my wife Cindy, I, I sometimes feel like a phony. I preach these things and I believe them, but I am not experiencing what I'm preaching. My issue hangs over me and tries to steal my peace and my faith and my confidence in God. And I want him to deliver me from this. I've asked him to do so. But I have not yet seen that deliverance. So what do I say to that? But if not. That is my declaration in this moment of my life. I ask 
for deliverance. But if not, I choose still to trust in God. And this must be our prayer of hope and courage. Our declaration as followers of Jesus. It is the life lived in faith. Faith in an all-powerful God who can deliver. And faith in an all-powerful God even if he does not deliver. Because he is good. And he loves us. And he will never forsake us. But if not. And so, God, we turn to you in this moment and we declare that there are things in our lives that are frightening, are tormenting, are idolatrous, things that we want to be delivered from, things that we would ask you to deliver us from, relational brokenness and physical health issues and financial struggles. We ask, God, that you would deliver us. But in this moment, we want to join with Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and say, but if not, if you choose not to deliver us the way that we ask, then, God, we ask that we would still trust you. We declare that you are good and faithful and sovereign and powerful and that you can take even these broken pieces of our lives and do something incredible with it. And so I pray for myself and for my friend that you would be real to us in this moment. We assume that you have the power to deliver. We pray that you will deliver. But if not, we will still trust in you. For Christ's sake we pray it. Amen.